This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Fender Bender on Joy 94.9. Revving up the weekends with news and views on all things motoring. Yes, that is true. You are listening to Fender Bender on Joy 94.9. My name is Tim Nicholson. Very excited to have your company today. And of course, a gigantic thank you to the wonderful Luke and the gang for Critical Hit. They're going to be back with more gaming fun times next week, so you should be back at the same time as well. We've got a huge show coming up. We've got Mike and Dan with us, and we are going to be talking about lots of stuff. We're going to be talking about Chinese cars. We're going to get into a new Mercedes-Benz GLC if you want a new SUV. We're going to hear all about that. And, of course, all of the news from the week. And there's been a lot of it. My name is Tim Nicholson, as mentioned earlier, and I'm here in the studio for an hour of... Um, oh, there's a light on my microphone. That's a bit exciting. Uh, an hour of motoring goodness with na-na-na. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. None other than Mike Costello. Hello. That was an amazing introduction, even by your standards. You. I thought I'd be doing a bit of number uh, number 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 <laughs> Batman kind of things. So. How are you, man? I'm not well, but I am here. Just getting over the cold? Getting over the cold, yes, mm. which has not been fun, so I might sound a little bit croaky, and I do apologise for that, and if I cough up something on air, you'll just have to... I think to, husky uh, is good. Well, so do I. I like, I like a husky lady voice. Huh? Yeah, even though I'm hugely gay, I do like a husky lady voice. <laughs> not just gay, but hugely gay. Hugely. Mm. Like it's good to make the distinction. You can see it from space. Um, but I'm, I'm all right now. I'm feeling much, much better. How are you, though, please? I am okay. Yeah. I'm okay. It's been a big week. I had to sleep in this morning, though, and I'm feeling oh, great. Nice. Now, look, we are normally joined in the studio by a third person, um, and that is the lovely Dan Gardner, who is stuck in Melbourne traffic. It's quite ironic, really, isn't, isn't it? it? I'm just looking at an empty chair, swiveling. Yep. I don't know why it's swiveling. <laughs> is there a breeze in here? I'm not no, sure. it's Dan's chair. It's always going to swivel. Ah. Uh, but Dan will be joining us momentarily, but he is uh, en route, you could say. Uh, uh, I think he's stuck in... Um, I hope he's listening to us on the car radio. I suggest that he would be. Hi, Hi Dan. Dan. <laughs> I believe Punt Road was the uh, the badness. It was being Punt Road. Yeah. That's what it does. Oh, it was, yeah, last night. And it's just that thing, anytime football is on, just don't even go near it. Bring on autonomous cars, I say. Yeah. Because when it, you're stuck in traffic, you oh. just put your feet up. Car drives itself. This no congestion. Yep. You're sorted. It's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Um, but we will press on without him. We uh, we can and we will. But he will join us very shortly, I am sure. It's been a big week. Lots of uh, lots of news to get through, Mike. Um, obviously, the biggest news of the week. And we're not going to go too deep into this because the uh, the lovely people of Technogaze are going to talk about this a little bit later on as well. And that is the, the Jeep hacking scandal. Oh, it sounds like Dramatic. a beat up if ever there was one. <laughs> um, look, didn't it, it, it took a long time for the... The, the people that were doing it. It was for Wired magazine, was it I not? I think so, yeah. yeah and it, it took a long time for them to achieve this. Yeah. Um, and look, it was really interesting because it does raise the point that car makers are no longer just car brands. They're yeah. also tech brands. And because the tech world changes and updates itself so quickly, car makers are really sort of fighting to adapt to that and yeah. coming up with infotainment systems and car systems that you know match that yeah. rate of change. And so, of course, uh, a car was hacked. It's kind of unlucky for Jeep that Wired chose one of Jeep's cars with the internet mm. connectivity because I'm sure yeah. that there are a lot of internet-connected cars that might have a similar issue. I don't know enough yeah. about it, but I would assume so. But, yes, the car was hacked, and I think the most egregious thing is they found a way to pump Kanye West super loud on the car stereo, <laughs> which is which is a crime. It's a real crime. Kanye. Oh, well, no, I don't mind Kanye. No. 
little bit of Kanye, it's all right. But look, it, it, you know, I mean, it's kind of designed to terrify people, isn't it? Because everyone, as you say, with these kind of cars that are so connected now, it does make you think, oh, God, is that going to happen to me? And regardless of the technology that they bring out and to try and beat the hackers, that's what hackers do. They beat stuff that, they, that can't be beaten. There is one way around this, mm. and you just mandate having manual hydraulic park brakes rather than fancy electric park brakes. Oh, okay. If you have a hydraulic thing that connects a stopping mechanism to the wheels, mm. you can just override anything. Oh. It's like there's got to be some kind of... I don't know, maybe I'm buying into the fear too much, but it seems there's got to be some kind of off switch there, some kind yeah. of opt-out system yeah. where you can just basically shut all that down because yeah. the, the benefits of connected cars are huge. Yeah. Cars can talk to each other. Autonomous cars are going to be based purely off this kind of stuff. Hmm. You know, all the advances we've had in infotainment and active safety prevention, all these things are fantastic, um, but there needs to be a, a sufficient override. Yeah. And maybe this shows that there's more to be done. I think it was a bit sensationalist. I think we shouldn't be running around like headless chickens stressing that we're all going to crash and burn tomorrow. But mm. I think it does raise a couple of interesting questions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So calm down, everyone, basically, is what we're saying. Um, and also, if you've got a Jeep of that model in Australia, you're okay because... Our cars don't get the internet connectivity. Exactly right. Because we're Australia. And you don't get stuff. <laughs> Hooray! Exactly. It takes a while, doesn't it? Um, some other exciting news, though, this week was uh, earlier in the week, I think Tesla announced a bit of a, an upgrade for the, the Model S. I think it's the only thing they sell at the moment, isn't it? At the moment. Yeah. But the Model X is coming That's very right. soon. Yeah. Very soon. And so they've, uh, they've made a few changes to the Model S um, and they've introduced a ludicrous mode is that what it is or yeah ridiculous mode ludicrous well the ludicrous mode yeah. the best thing about the tesla and i actually had this happen to me when i was very kindly lent to tesla by tesla funnily enough um was that that car though those cars have updates that go out over over the air so in other words you get a message on your giant tablet screen in the car and it says would you like to do these updates and you click yes and it downloads them mm. and you get nifty features like blind spot monitoring or adaptive cruise or all the hardware's built in and all the software gets put out over the air when it's ready this is completely revolutionary this is this is a massive step change for for car technology and the latest example of that is this ludicrous mode and it takes the the giant you know luxury sedan model s which is a big car from it's 0 to 100 massive. in 2.8 seconds this is a fully electric car that does the 0 to 100 sprint in the same time as a bugatti veyron mm. which reigned forever as the world's fastest car mm. That's it. That is ludicrous. The ludicrous mode Literally. is pretty appropriate. Is. That is unbelievable yep. that they've been able to do that. It's quite crazy, but I'm also... I've seen... They've had footage on the internet of, of somebody scaring the hell out of a passenger by sitting them in the new Model S. I don't know if you saw this. You can go on Google and find it. Um, and, you know, you get in this nice big luxury car and then the driver floors it and scares the absolute poor It's quite eerie doing that because it's a silent car. It's completely yeah. silent. And you don't hear anything. You don't get that oral sensation of mm. gear changes happening, of, of revs being built, yeah. which kind of acclimatise you to pace. It's yeah. just this really eerie, silent just drone it's just creepy and it is there's a great video someone stuck an iphone just just held it against a car seat mm. accelerated and the g-force has stuck the phone to the seat like, that that's crazy? how fast this car is it's, it's pretty bonkers it's, it's insane mike do you think um that electric cars should sound like the jetsons absolutely and, and i know what you're doing here <laughs> and i'm not your puppet tim yes, you Come on. <laughs> just once just once <laughs> yes oh it makes me happy putting me on the spot <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for that. Uh, now, moving along from electric cars. Now, uh, are you, I don't know if you're a Bond fan. Yeah, yeah, I like Bond. Yeah, you don't sound too convinced? No, I think it's all right. I think the last yeah. one, Skyfall, mm. I re rewatched it on a plane recently and I mm. still think it's a bit crap. But Really? Yeah. It's all right. Oh, it's maybe all right. cry. Mm. 
Um, well, the uh, the big, big, big trailer for that's come out, and the star of it is not Daniel Craig or his package. It is uh, the Aston Martin DB10. It's a really obvious product placement thing. Like it takes up a good thirty seconds of that bloody. That's trailer. a Hollywood pays for movies now, isn't it? Product well, it placement. is, isn't it? Yeah. You got to do it. But, but yes, even, we don't know if this is going to be a production card. No, really. I think it's been made just for the film. Hasn't yeah, it? I think so. The the funny thing about Aston Martin is. Um, you know, it's a company that is... There's a few big changes coming along. There was actually a spy shot of the next Aston Martin supercar captured recently with a full Mercedes S-Class interior. Oh. And we know the Mercedes owns a small percentage in Aston Martin. We know that AMG is providing engines for Aston Martin. I actually asked um, a board member of Daimler when I was lucky enough to, to talk to a Daimler board member last week. Um, who You don't get to speak to those people every no. day and said, oh, would you consider buying more Aston Martin? And he almost laughed and said, no way. But <gasps> then you see that the Aston Martins... Are are now getting S-class interiors. It's yeah. a bit strange. I don't really know what to make of that. That is a bit so interesting. So that, that interests me. And, and yeah. but, I mean, you can see from this trailer that one area Aston Martin always excels with or without any other company involved mm. is style because yeah. the thing looks amazing. It looks incredible. I don't think if it does go into production, it will have a flamethrower. I don't know. Could well, be an option. Be, that would be handy. That would be, be handy option. for Dan on Punt Road right now. You know, they had those in South Africa way. for a while, didn't they? Did they? <laughs> they were carjacking preventative things. You had a button and you had a flamethrower under the car. Oh my God. And if you were getting carjacked, you could hit a button and it would... That is horrifying. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness we live in Australia. <laughs> Um, moving right along now, uh, some other just uh, very brief news this week. Now, we've talked about Borgward before. I think it's a German uh, yeah. brand that died... 40, 50 years ago? Mm, long time ago. Well, they're resurrecting that and they, they've teased their SUV, which I think is going to be shown at the Frankfurt Motor Show in a couple of months. Well, last year's Paris Motor Show, or was it Geneva this year? I can't recall which, yeah. but they, they came back. And I actually visited their stand. Did you? It's, it's so, Borgward was a very famous German brand, mm. um, up there with BMW in its day, mm. and then it kind of died, mm. which is what happens. Uh, a Chinese group uh, partially has come back and invested in it and wants mm. to bring it back, and you can see why, because old famous names have a lot of currency. Very I don't know if Borgward is one of the more famous <laughs> names. It's doesn't sound very glamorous, does Maybe it? bring back Saab before you bring back yeah. Borgward. But anyway, it's what they're doing and they mm. said they're going to have this huge array of models. There's going to be electrification. It's going to be high-end. All this stuff. Um, but the stand only had some classic Borgwards and nothing else. Okay. And it's a bit like MG, how MG was revitalised by a Chinese uh, conglomerate yeah. and kind of hasn't leveraged its name the way yeah. it should have. It'll be interesting to see what the company conjures. I'm looking forward to it. The fact that it's yeah. an SUV makes economic sense, yeah. but whether it kind of... The, the thing that Borgward was most famous for were these gorgeous sort of coupe, almost looked like the Volkswagen Carmen gear. They had that beautiful, you know, rounded coupe styling and mm. whether starting with an SUV is true to your brand, I don't really know, but... But it's very now and I think that's probably yeah. the smartest thing that they could do. But do we know, are they going to build these things in China or are they going to be... I think they're going to have two. I think from memory, if memory serves, there was going to be a plant in China okay. and one in Germany as well. Well, that would make sense. Mm. But then again, you look at the Chinese economy and everything's slowing down a bit there and the even the, the automotive industry's kind of, kind of peaked a little bit. It's where can you go how many more European brands can you fit in that country? Well, how the hell are you going to come out as a, as a premium brand as and in, take on yeah. Mercedes-Benz yeah. or BMW or and Audi or despite any Despite your them? history, like, I'd, I don't know about you, but I'd never heard of them before. It's not a very evocative name, no. Borgward. No. You know, it kind of <laughs> sounds pretty naff, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know. It does a little bit. And I think you're right. I think, you know, resurrecting something like Saab, I can see, because it's still in our kind of memories. It's 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 quite recent. But, yeah, I'm quite fascinated, though. Any new brand, I, I think, is really exciting and interesting and yeah. for us as nerds, kind of watching it happen. So, 
We'll see. We will, we will definitely see. Other very exciting news, very briefly. Potentially, the new RS4 might come back as a sedan as well. As the Audi RS4. Yep. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? They've only really focused on having an Avant mm. wagon for the longest time, which I think is one of the coolest cars you can get. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. But, of course, America and China don't like wagons, and they're two of all the two biggest markets in the world. Mm. So if you're going to sell lots of Lots of cars, you're going to have a sedan, right? Yeah, so, yeah. makes total sense. Do it, Audi, just do it. Um, now, just finally on a bit of international news. So, Shell and PayPal have launched an app where you, uh, you'll you still have to get out of your car to put petrol in your car, but you will not have to actually deal with an actual human being if you want to pay for fuel. So, how does it work? So, basically, you've got an app. You set up your app. You get to the petrol station. You press a button on your app. You say how much you want to put in your car. And then it goes, all right, yep, cool. It talks to the machine. But you still have to get out and put it in there. Hmm. Um, so you put the petrol in and then you get back in your car. It's like Uber. So it's, yeah, it's, it's like Uber's model. You connected just... to your credit card. Right. So you don't have to speak to people. Huh. Yeah. And personally, I think that's fantastic. Well, I mean, it's a bit like the whole when you go to the automated checkouts. You kind of worry that it's going to hurt jobs, right? Do you? Gonna, well, I don't know. <laughs> are there going to be people with work now that can work at petrol stations? Or are petrol stations just going to be all ah. robotized now? Well, I'm happy with robotized. Well, I don't maybe. need to speak I suppose to if people. you want to buy a terrible coffee, you've got to deal with someone to pay yeah. them for that, don't you? Yeah, that's, that's right. true. That's yeah. very, very true. Anyway, so hopefully that will come down under at some point because I will absolutely be using it. But uh, we've got lots more coming up very, very soon. So uh, make sure you stick around. This is Fender Bender. Now, Mike, this week we've seen a number of new cars released in Australia, but uh, one that's probably the most uh, polarising in some time. Or is it polarising or is it just fugly? It's not polarising no. if everybody thinks it's crap. True. Um, polarising implies yeah. that there's like 50-50 split. It's uh, not at all, is it? <laughs> it's, it's... it's the Infiniti QX80. Uh, it's based on the Nissan Patrol. Mm. Of course, the big, uh, enormous, petrol-only V8 SUV that sells in tiny, tiny numbers. Mm. Uh, Infiniti, being Nissan's luxury arm, has its own version of this car. It's more garish. It's more ostentatious. It has smaller headlights and a bigger grill which makes it a bit like a beached whale. Yeah. Um, it's this uh, Infiniti QX80. Look it up if, yeah. you, if you're curious. Uh, Infiniti with an I on the end. It is probably the worst looking new car I've seen in some time. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a particular whale that it looks like, and I can't <laughs> think of it. I should have looked it up before Sperm I came whale, maybe? Well, possibly. But anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a giant V8 petrol SUV that yeah. chews a lot of fuel, has a lot of luxury, can go off-road if you want it to, costs... Yeah. About 120 grand on the road. Uh, what more do you need to know? I mean, it, <laughs> it's one of these cars. Okay, so Infinity has been in Australia for a few years now. Hasn't mm. really done so well. Hasn't had the right product. Yep. It's got some new product coming that looks actually really cool. The Q30, the Q50 is okay. Yeah. But it knows that it needs to continue to launch new stuff just to keep people, you know, in tuned to what the brand, or attuned, I should say, to what the brand is doing. And so it's launching other stuff that it sells overseas. I don't think the company really expects to sell too many of these QX80s. There's not many people that will buy it. But hey, if you want a really ugly... Rival to the Range Rover? Yeah. It's all right. Go it's nuts. Right. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> She's here. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Now, oh it's nice of you to join us, Dan. Oh, okay. Hi, Dan. <sighs> uh, we did mention, I don't know if you, did you, were, were you listening to join us? Of course I was listening. Yeah, of course. Uh, no one else plays Aqua. <laughs> 
That's true. Now, how are you? You, 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 was, you? I don't know what you're talking about. I've been here all the time. I just haven't done anything to say. You've just been under the table, haven't you? Breathing heavily. <laughs> my God. I was a bit creeped out by it. Of course I was yeah. listening. So was and, I. And you even got a message. You should have got a message from someone on Punt Road, but no one read it out. Oh, oh, oh now, Oh, suddenly you're listening. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> suddenly Dan's important. Yeah, right. Now, I'm terribly sorry to everyone who was expecting uh, my presence on the radio from four o'clock. I made the mistake of assuming that, you know, public transport will work. And then I made the mistake of assuming that roads would have some space on them. I was not. wrong on both counts. I'm sorry. Pump you know, road. You should have been in a QX80 because people would have seen it and been so terrified <laughs> yeah. by how ugly it is. They would have parted ways. Yes, it would have been like literally. Moses parting the sea. Yeah, yeah, people pull over and hide their eyes yeah. until it's gone by yeah. and then yeah. they carry on. That's a great idea. Yeah. Absolutely foul. But don't say that, though, because then everyone's going to go out and buy one and then the road will be jock block with just QX80s. Oh, God. Which is basically it's, the worst thing that's ever happened. It's not bad value, <laughs> though, as far as chock full of luxuries for that price. Like, the Lexus equivalent is actually a bit more expensive. Yeah, it costs about three grand less than a Mercedes GL, which is an infinitely better car. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Infinity. And you can get a diesel in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Damn. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to be here, even if I am. Good terrible. to have you here, Well, it's, it's fashionable, isn't it, to be a little bit late? Absolutely. No, it's just it's really downright really convenient. In, in your defence, you made a hell of an entrance. You did. Well, yeah. yes. Have lady, we met him? A lady's got to impress mm, That's somehow, true. That's true. Hey, so boys, just uh, some other brief local news uh, this week. There's been more talk of the Dodge brand coming back in Ooh. full to Australia at some point in the next few years. Are we excited about that? Well, I am. I am, for one, because it normally means that, you know, we're going to get more powerful, really big, real yeah. drive cars. Well, that's my hope anyway. And, you know, obviously yeah. we're thinking Challenger and Charger are the two that are most exciting. Well, Fiat Chrysler has to make sure all its different brands actually do different things. Mm. So it's said, right, from in the future, Dodge is only going to be about performance. That's what Dodge does, yeah. right? So it's going to be the V8 muscle car, rear-wheel drive, fast brand. Australians love that stuff uh, more than just about any other market in the entire world, so it makes total sense. The yeah. problem is getting... Fiat Chrysler to make Dodges in right-hand drive yeah. because at the moment they don't. Mm. And, you know, there's not many right-hand drive markets that give a damn about big, powerful V8s. So if we can get them to do that, it could be awesome yeah. because, like you say, charges, challenges, yeah, exciting. And, and look, it sounds like the product this time around, well, um, I think the current generation is is a lot better than when it first came. We had the is it the Avenger mid-size sedan, <laughs> which was an absolute dog. And, and the Nitro, oh, that weird-looking crossover. I didn't mind the look of the Nitro, but there was the Caliber as well, which that was... Right. That was actually probably one of the first tiny crossovers. One of the things they don't get wrong ever is names. Those three names you just gave them. <laughs> they're brilliant, aren't they? And Challenger yeah. and Charger, they all yeah. sound so good. At least the Challenger and Charger actually sound like they go like yeah. as they sound. What about the Dart? <clears throat> I think that's quite cool. That's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, but that thing's been a massive flop, man. Has it? No one's buying that, even in America. They it's had a really good ad campaign flop. in America. Mm. The reason we really need Challenger in this country is, in a word, Mustang. You know, Ford are going to come out here. They've got already a huge amount of interest for their V8 real drive, coupe, sports car, convertible, um, and no one can compete with it. What what else is there? Holden can't get the Camaro because Chevrolet, of course, just launched the new Camaro, which is the natural rival for the Mustang. And General Motors, uh, with appalling lack of foresight and utter stupidity, refuses to make it in right-hand drive because they're... They just don't care about any other market that isn't America. Um, and so that's, that's not going to come here. That so is selfish. It is. It's, it's ridiculous. But Ford, said, has got the, Ford has jumped the gun completely. Mm. 45 grand for a Mustang. 
who the hell is going to rival that? So, yeah. yes, yeah. we do need the Dodge. Yeah, absolutely. We are performance enthusiasts here. And well, thankfully, our fuel prices are still fairly reasonable. I know everyone's mm. going to disagree with me on that, but look at other places in the world. Mm. And so we can't mm. afford to run cars like that. So yeah. why, why wouldn't you bring it here? What's, isn't Holden, haven't they said with their post-2017, when they shut down, haven't they said that they're going to have some kind of sports car? They've committed to a V8 sports car. But we don't know what that but is. General Motors for now says no right-hand drive Camaro. Holden doesn't get a say in that, really. I mean, no. this is a, mm. Holden's just a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they want it. It's not really up to them, though. Um, there's the Corvette is an option, but that's like a $200,000 supercar. That's not an everyday no. sports car. So... I don't know. It's it's a weird yeah. one. It's one of those ones that people speculate on endlessly, but no one really knows what's going to happen. Yeah, it's all very American, isn't it? Mm. Everything's, you know, the Mustang and the Dodge and all that kind of thing. It's an Americanization of the Australian industry, guys. What's but, happening? No, that's fine, because there's a huge following of, of American muscle car fans in Australia. Yeah, and, that's true. And I think that's fine, you know? The Mustang's sold out for like a year. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. You know yeah. what? If I had the cash, I'd be one of those people standing in line. I can you. see you. I love the Mustang. Yeah. It'd have to be a drop top for Dan, though. Well, she's got a tan to work on. <laughs> I'm not going to deny it. Maybe. It's no, well, no, actually, no. I, I only drove um, the the coupe in the US, and I think looks wise, I think the the coupe's definitely got it. Um, yeah. The convertible obviously will be a huge amount of fun. I can't. I didn't drive that, so I can't tell you how it drives. You know, often when you chop top of a car, <laughs> it becomes a little bit flaccid and not so nice. Tim, I like your facial expression. <laughs> well, you could have used so many words. So many wobbly, words. scuttly, shaky, but yeah. no, no, flaccid <laughs> is the word that he went right. for. Uh, <laughs> but it's interesting when a car starts as a convertible on the market. For example, the Jaguar F Type. That, mm. you know, I'm, I'm sure that it was all conceived at the same time, but that went to market as a convertible and a stunning one at that. And then it, the coupe came, and I think the coupe is the winner out of the, the those two. Oh, but ding. I think the TT Roadster is a stunner. Yes. Uh, yeah. I actually, I, the, the very car I was sitting in traffic was a TT. Yeah. Uh, it's not the convertible, it's not the Roadster. Um, but that, interesting, that, that's a, the Roadster version, convertible version, has a huge amount of extra metal put into it to try and stop it becoming flaccid. Uh, and, you know, you know if, that, if that works for you, if you decide to, you Look, know... You, you need a stiff car. You do. <laughs> you need, you need a, as good a stiffy as you can. And, and any, any way you go about prolonging that, that stiffness is entirely up to you. And, and a good thing, in my opinion. This is a car show if you've just tuned in. I'm very hard right now, guys. I'm kidding. I'm I'm totally joking, guys. Um, It is a car show. But uh, thank you so much for turning up. (laughs) Creep. I love it. I love it. I get thanked just for turning up. I wish that that was at my place (laughs) of employment. Daily. Uh, Now, we've got a lot more coming up very, very shortly. Mike is going to detail a very, very important uh, new Benz. I'm literally going to detail it. I'm going to drive it in here. I'm going to get my chamois out. I'm going to strip down and do the whole show. I wonder why you're in your bikini today, Mike. (laughs) Stop it. Make sure you stick around. Lots more coming up. My name is Tim. I'm here with Mike and Dan. I'm a little bit husky today, but I'm getting through it. Mm, getting I heard you it. talking about that yeah. when I tuned in before. Yeah, I rode I you weren't even in the studio. I agree. I was enjoying it. It was nice for a change to, you know, be on, on yeah. the other end of the speaker. It is weird when I'm not in the studio and I do sometimes listen to the show. Obviously, every time that I'm not here, I just yes. all I do is listen to the show over and over and over again. <laughs> and you can too if you go to uh, joy.org.au forward slash Fenderbender. You can download all of our podcasts and listen to them. As many times as you like. Yeah, yeah, without. Even if it starts to get a bit creepy. Yeah, it's always creepy. Uh, Text in 0427JOY949 or email on air at joy.org.au. If you've got any questions, just want to say hi. Happy to take your questions. Unless, of course, you're me and then I don't get read out. Yeah, well, some people don't deserve it, do they? Yeah, basically. Uh, Now, guys, we, uh, we, uh, we went to, or we didn't. 
one of us did, went to uh, Switzerland. That's yeah. not even an accent. I'm sorry. Switzerland. I did. Yeah. yeah. How was Switzerland? Yeah. It was 40 degrees. That is what? bananas. People were swimming in the Rhine. Are you serious? Yeah. Isn't that the bit of bacon you cut off? Yeah. <laughs> In Basel. Um, God, we do some stupid things That's in this job. That's pretty ridiculous. Um, no, I did. I, I travelled uh, to have a go in a car that is uh, going to be a bit of a seismic shift in Australia's mm. booming SUV market. The most important new model Mercedes has launched in, well, arguably just about ever, like uh, in a yeah, long, 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 long time. It's got to be one of the biggest. Called the GLC. It's a C-class based SUV and it gives it a rival for things like the BMW X3 and the Audi Q5 and the Range Rover Evoque if you want to buy an inferior car. Um, This is one of the fastest growing market segments that there is. Uh, People are buying more and more SUVs and in particular luxury mid-sized ones like this and for the longest time Mercedes-Benz has just had to sit there without an offering watching its rivals rake in all the dough while it hasn't had any kind of competitor Mm. because the last version that it had, the GLK, wasn't made in right-hand drive. Mm. Um, Mercedes really missed the boat with that one, uh, not noticing how big SUVs were going to be. This time around, finally, it's seen a bit of sense. It's making it in both right and left-hand drive, and it's launching in December. And it is going to set a bit of a cat amongst the pigeons because it's going to do what the C-Class did to the mid-sized sedan mm-hmm. segment, which is just obliterate anything else. Uh, it's going to do the same in the SUV market mm. because it's bloody good. Is it that good? It's, it's mm. So, how many variants did you get to drive? Well, there's going to be three at launch, yep. two diesels and a petrol, priced from 65 to 70 grand before you're on roads. It's about on par with an X3 or a Q5. Um, it's going to offer more spec than any of them. They're going to be really, really well equipped, which is what something Benz is really doing more and more now. The days of the luxury brands from Germany offering no equipment and just relying on badge cachet mm. isn't... It's not really the case anymore. They really do load their cars up. I think the... The brand with the four rings on it is a bit slower <laughs> than some of the others. Well, Mercedes is, is in my opinion, the best yeah. at offering the most equipment and the fewest options. Mm. They tend to be pretty quick on the uptake. Of course, if you, it's different if you go to the dealer and you negotiate a price, you might be able to do better. But right off the bat, Mercedes is pretty on it like that. It's mm. probably the reason why they're the top-selling luxury brand here by quite some margin. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it takes all the things that the C-Class does really well, which is it, the C-Class looks like a little S-Class. It feels like a little s class it feels like a cut above its rivals in terms of luxury and that's what people want well so does the glc it's got this really nice simple resolved cabin that just looks a million bucks it's really spacious uh it rides beautifully it's not the most sporty dynamic car it's not Mm. quite an x3 in that in those terms its engines doesn't have a super powerful diesel like an audi sq5 if you're going to find criticisms but to it does the things an SUV should do really well. It's comfortable, it's smooth, it looks luxurious, and it can actually go off-road. I actually had one fitted with this optional fancy electronic off-road system. Mm. We were doing some pretty some pretty heavy off-roading, and this thing was handling it much better than I ever would have guessed. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a smash hit, and it's probably going to be Mercedes-Benz's second top-selling car here when it does arrive. Because, I look, I remember speaking to somebody from Mercedes about this not long ago. I just assumed this car would become their top-selling car. It's an SUV, ladies and gentlemen. Like The thing is, though, the, the C-Class is the second top-selling mid-sized mm. car of any sort. Mm. It doubles the Mazda 6. It it doubles the Liberty. It triples the Ford Mondeo. I mean, yeah. only the Camry beats it. And this is a sixty dollars to $80,000 luxury car. Mm. So that thing is just... It sells in incredible numbers. The GLC will take some sales Surely. away. Surely. 
especially because the GLC is actually cheaper than a C-Class wagon, despite mm. being all-wheel drive, having more space, being taller. So the, C, the C-Class estate is probably going to suffer a bit, but it's going to take even more sales from the X3 and from mm. the Q5 and from the Evoque and the Discovery Sport and all these other cars. Hell, even people who are looking at a high-end CX, a Mazda CX-5 might be tempted to spend an extra ten grand mm. and get a Benz in the driveway. Mm. And uh, you know, I'm not always the biggest fan of Mercedes product, um, but in this case, I think this thing is just going to be a complete shift. Uh, I, I really struggle to see anything beating it in the segment um, until you step up to something like a Porsche Macan. Mm. It's harder to get a better SUV for the money, really. I'm I'm disappointed to hear that the C-Class Estate might suffer because I'm a big fan of that car. I Me think too. It, oh, I think it's just... It's got beautiful hips. But let's not beat around the bush. The GLC comes from the same factory Mm. in Germany. It's got more cargo space Mm. or as much cargo space. Uh, It's all-wheel drive. It's taller. It's got as much or more equipment and it's cheaper. (laughs) So the kind of C-Class wagon is a bit of a rip-off if you look at it that way. But then a lot of people don't want that, that high ride. I think, you know, I think some people see that high ride as quite overrated and mm. you know I, I, I personally do I don't get it myself I, I do get it but I don't care for it and I will I will not hear wagons besmirched by as, you Mike I think the only s- people that like wagons are motoring journalists that's and that's why true. nobody sells any motoring journalists <laughs> every, or hipsters because yeah everybody wants SUVs yeah. and that's why Mercedes already dominates luxury sales when this thing launches it's going to dominate even more uh, I'm sorry to BMW and Audi because the X3 and Q5 are both nice cars mm. and there's nothing wrong with them but the GLC is a significant step forward and the gauntlet has very much been laid down. Mm. As we've said so many times on Fender Vendor before, uh, the, it, people don't need SUVs. They don't. But what they like is the promise. They like the potential to use one. And they know that if it's sat out there on the driveway with a little bit extra ride height and four-wheel drive, they could drive straight across Australia. You know, and mm. end up in broom. You know, and you're <laughs> absolutely right. And and the GLC, but they never do. But the mm. GLC uh, and and one of the things it does so well, you have to option this special package. But it's this really clever system that jacks up the suspension, uh, changes the distribution of torque. It does all these fancy things. And in practicality, it means that the off-road course that I was doing, you know, I would normally want to throw a Wrangler or something at. Mm. But the GLC just ate it up. Obviously, because Mercedes are the ones that came up with the course, it's <laughs> going to play to that car's strengths. Yeah. Let's not be deluded about it but you know we're talking extreme you know extreme side camber extreme hill climbs on slippery surfaces big ruts and divots to test your articulation uh, all sorts of things that really put a car to the test Mm. and it just breezed through it and you can take it if and that adventure is exactly what they're selling but at Mm. least this car can back it up yeah at least it can back it up i did exactly the same thing in the gle when i did the international launch of that they put the off-road kit on that it was an extra 10 grand or something they put the novelty tires and they had a purpose-built off-road track and again it was very impressive and a lot of the time people underestimate suvs they can actually a lot of the time if you have a little bit extra ground clearance and a decent tire isn't a pure road tire they actually do all right but is anyone going to do that? Well, this thing actually had road tyres on it. But yes, you're right. No one's going to spend the extra money. You did the same in a BMW X3 too at one stage there, didn't you? Uh, no. <laughs> no, that's not quite right. Oh, okay. Maybe no, not. I chose... Do you want to do this? Do you actually want to do this? <laughs> I don't really remember what happened. I don't really remember the story. I I there's just... a beach involved. Yes, oh. yes. I decided in my wisdom to test the off-road ability of a BMW X3 that hadn't been prepared for off-road use, had standard tyres on, and I decided to test it on possibly the most gruelling of all off-road surfaces, a beach with an incoming tide... <laughs> In the middle of nowhere. 
Well, I'm sure the GLC would have been just as... It would have probably got caught out too. Let's be honest. Mm. Um, mm. The GLC doesn't have a monopoly on being good off-road. I think no. you raise a good point when you say that these soft roaders, as we call them, are actually pretty capable yeah. if you equip them properly. And there's, there's you know, that, that market's opening up hugely. And you, something like the Land Rover Discovery Sport, for example, I think that sits in that category or around yeah. about that category. I think people automatically think when they hear that brand, oh, well, that will just have off-road capability. So I think that has an advantage. And it also sense. has the option of seven seats, which the GLC right. does not have and which does give it uh, a disadvantage against the Land Rover. But doesn't that also push customers then into the GLE? And that's... Ex- well, is the GLE a seven-seater? Does it have the option of seven seats? Uh, I think you have to go to the GLK to get really? seven seats. The GL. Well, the GL, sorry. The GL yeah. to get seven yeah. seats. Oh, okay. Which yeah, will soon go. be called the GLS because oh, yeah, Mercedes wants to confuse us with names. Um, right. On this, on the DGLC, though, just really quickly, now are we getting a super hot version? That's exactly what I was about to there say. There will be, yes. There, yeah. There'll be two. There'll be the 450 AMG, which will be the supercharged six. Uh, no, the six. Is it supercharged? V6, V6 Turbo. V6 Turbo. Same oh, thing yeah. that's in the E400. Oh. God, I need to. I need to do my and research. And there'll be a there'll be a proper full fat sixty three AMG, which is the four liter V eight twin turbo. Yes, exactly right. That Ooh, will yeah. probably not arrive <laughs> until the beginning of twenty seventeen. However, it's some time away, but it will happen. Mm. And PHEV, a plug in hybrid, left hand drive only for now. Oh, boo hiss. Yeah. Why exactly? Why? And that is and that is probably a good point. Is the fact that Mercedes sells a ridiculous number of AMGs mm. here, and people who buy Benzes tend to buy really. Per- you know, performance-oriented ones. Mm. The 250 diesel, 250 petrol, and 220 diesel, which are the three launch cars, none of them are very fast. Mm. If you're attracted to, say, an Audi SQ5 or a BMW X330D, <laughs> they are going to just destroy a GLC in terms of outright performance. Yeah. Um, and, the you know, that's probably the one area yeah. where the GLC lags. But in time... Mercedes is going to roll out performance versions and the 63 yeah. AMG should be a pretty cool thing. Uh, on that, <laughs> Audi Q5 can't be far off, a new one, because that thing's been around Seven a while. Seven years old now. It cannot be far away. But well, it sells like hotcakes still. It's still a top seller yeah. and, and the GLC will overtake it. I have no doubts about yeah. it. But uh, the Q5 is well, you know, it's well priced. It's good value. The new A4 is about to launch mm. and you would suspect that the modular platform that underpins that and a lot of other cars will spawn a Q5 in time. I mm. wouldn't be surprised if we saw that either late this year or early next, I don't really know, mm. but it can't be far away. I'm sorry, I nodded off when you said A4. <laughs> yeah, that design is so dull. Come on, Au- Audi's it's... Audi's kind of gone beyond the pale with that, hasn't oh. it? The Q7's uh, another case in point. These cars that look okay, but they just Mercedes has shown that you have to make your car look sensational yeah. to really get the buyers, and Audi doesn't seem to be doing that. And it's, uh, it's hang not... on, can we just go okay, back the to the te- Camry te- again? Te- yeah. <laughs> The well, you're saying, you're saying you have to make, make cars look good for people to buy them. No, well, well, to the, be premium, sure. The top-selling car is what? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah in the yeah, premium, the, the Camry sells to taxis and fleets. I yeah. mean, we're talking yeah, people who actually shell their own money out to buy a status symbol. If you're going to spend 60k on a luxury car, you want it to look the part. You want right? it a bit sexy. And I think, look, I think, I think the design is fine. It's just a little Dullsville. But my understanding is that the new head designer for Audi... Mark Lichter. Yes. He had nothing to do with the, this next wave of... And the first thing he's doing is the yeah. A8, which will premiere soon. Yes. And that is his first yeah. big project. And, and everything else will stem from that. Exactly. So that's that's going to have a bit more of a seismic shift on their design than uh, what they're doing at the moment. So let's just see what Audi do, ladies and gentlemen. Um, guys, we're going to yes. have a break. We're going to have a small break. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
So we're going to be back very shortly, though. Okay. So I'll be sending you some cry. traffic. Um, and uh, the lovely Dean uh, Beck, who is well known to Joy listeners, has asked whether there will be 10 more minutes of Fender Bender because Dan missed the first part of it. Hang on. I don't know if this is a positive request or it's like, you know, everyone gets kept behind after class. <laughs> it's like a punishment. Oh, is God. Like 10 good? more minutes of Dan. Yeah, I know. Oh, Won't God. it just be Dan breathing into the microphone for 10 minutes like he did when he came in? That's just 10 minutes <laughs> of that. Well, look, I mean, we do requests here. So, you know, if that's what people want to listen to. Some people would want to listen to that. Oh, that's okay. We probably won't be doing that because lovely uh, people from Technogaze will be up to talk about a bit of automotive tech. So if you're, if you're into that, you should definitely stick around. But we've got a little bit more coming up before that happens. So stick around. Oh, yeah. Bit of Janet Jackson. Bit of Janet Jackson. I'm not feeling the love from somebody in the room, though. Thank you for playing that <laughs> song. Oh, no, the, the thing with that song is it's going to be in my head for the next week. Yeah. I'm just going to be incessantly singing it to myself. It's going to drive me insane. Is it the... Oh, the girls at the party. Look at that party. <laughs> that bit or the chorus? Mm. All of it. Maybe just a whole lot, I think. <laughs> Mike is not God. happy. He is not. Anyway. No, no. I think, I think you, you, you overestimated. No, I'm just, it's just right. catchy. It's it is very yeah. catchy. It's one of those ones you can't get out of your head. And you know what? <laughs> God bless Jean A. Jackson. Now, ladies and gentlemen, so I had an interesting weekend last week. Oh, yes. Yeah. Is this one of your typical... Is this radio appropriate? It is. Look, it is radio appropriate. No, mm. it's, it's very oh, family friendly. Not interested. I, wouldn't. I know. <laughs> Pretty dull. Boring. No, I did. I went down to my... I mean, listeners will probably find this shocking because <laughs> they probably think I'm like 21. Um, <laughs> but I actually had my 20-year high school reunion last what? week. Did you graduate high school when you were seven? I know, thank you, Mike. Thank you so Please. much. Um, no, look, I am, I am 37. Um, and I oh. graduated high school in 1995 from Monovay College in Hamilton, Western Victoria. Um, and I, we had our high school reunion down there and I was a bit reluctant to go, but I thought, you know what, I'll do it. And you know what? We're in an industry where we're lucky enough to uh, test drive cars that we obviously write about. So I thought, well, I'll get something a little bit nice to drive down in. But I'd also forgotten when it was. So I then forgot to actually book a really, really, really crazy car. And on our press fleet that week, we had the option of a Kia Sorento, which is a great car, but it's a little bit... Soccer mum. Exactly. We also had a Holden Cascada convertible. Oh, that's so you. You so yeah. should have taken that. I'd already come out of the closet a long time ago, and I feel like <laughs> doing that twice by turning up in a convertible was inappropriate. So I went with the third option, which was a BMW 328i. In a very nice so colour as well. That stunning BMW blue. I don't know if the, what the name is. I'm sure there's some wanky name for it. Anyway, I thought that was more than enough to... Um, uh, look, we've all seen Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, right? So, did you I, invent posters? I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I did not. Or the quick draw cigarettes. Um, but you know, I, I'm really happy where I am in life. I, but it made me kind of think, oh, gee, I, you, I you want to show know. the very best side of yourself at these things, don't you? You exactly. kind of, especially if you didn't have an amazing time at high school. Yeah. I didn't. I don't know about you guys, no. but there is that mentality of going back and saying, ha, yeah, in your faces, I made it a little bit. You know, like, yeah, yeah. look, totally. Human. And that's why you know my personal trainer didn't manage to make me super buff or slim <laughs> by the time we went to the thing. But at least I looked good. I had a new outfit, and I did look better than all the other dudes there i'm just gonna say it i'm just gonna say it <laughs> if i do say so myself i would be um, joy joy would be very disappointed with you if you couldn't say that do you know what i mean yes well this come is the on. thing but the bmw was gorgeous and it was a bit of a standout or so i thought i got there i got to hamilton and i parked in the main street to make it like, really obvious. i know um and then i actually um bumped into an old friend of mine mel and um chatting to her and, and i was standing next to the car kind of like yeah i came down in that and she goes oh yeah i've got that and pointed to her brand new bmw x5 <laughs> 
five. <laughs> and then somebody else pulled up in a brand new Discovery. Oh. And it was just one of these things that they everyone, saw your hand and raised it, didn't they? They did. <laughs> they did. Like, and no one gave a flying F. And it got me really thinking, and I really sounded like Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex and the City when I said, I got to thinking. Uh, it's premium cars, European cars are everywhere now. As you said before, Mike, C-Class is the, one of the biggest selling cars in the country, for goodness sakes. Are these cars even special anymore? It's a really good point you make. Do you know and what I mean? Well, when they become, you know, de rigueur, they're just everywhere. Yeah. They lose their luster. By default, things are only valuable when, they, when they're rare. If the entire world was made of diamonds, yeah. diamonds wouldn't be worth a damn thing. So... Yeah, but they would still be fabulous. <laughs> I only went polished. Um. <laughs> but it's a, it's a really good point. And I kind of think, and when I was growing up in that town, it's a town of 10,000 people, you would see a BMW down the street and you'd be like, oh, wow. Who's that? Right. Yeah. Captain Moneybags over here. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Even yeah. you'd probably say that to somebody driving down in a Holden Statesman though as well. Like you'd be like, oh, they're one of the rich farmers. Yeah. yeah. They've yeah. got a Statesman. Not just Good yield this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. The various manufacturers have to be very careful what mm. they're doing with their brands because look at the top end where Ferrari knows how many it can sell every year and then makes a lot less than that yeah. because they are maintaining the exclusivity. It's a very difficult balancing act though. You don't want to make the waiting list so long that people just turn around and go, well, I'm going elsewhere then because I'd really yeah. don't want to wait three years for my Ferrari. But they do make a limited number because they know that exclusivity sells. Look at the other end of the spectrum. We've got Volkswagen, who now sell a Golf for $22,000. Well, I mean, if you want a little bit of prestige, which it still holds on to, that's still a very nice German brand and yeah. is known for it, you can have one for the same money as, you know, some other not-so-reputable brands' mm. um, value. And so they're in danger. If they stick around in that sort of price point for too long, people will say, oh, well, VW's just another one of those budget brands, isn't it? Yeah. Do you have to be really careful? And, you know, you use BMW as the example. Mm. You know, you can get into a 1 Series for pretty uh, pretty affordable money these days. And, and that, that's your BMW badge. It's on all their range. It doesn't matter whether it's a 7 Series or a or a, um, a 1 Series. That's It's the same badge. Yeah. So, I think, I think luxury's moved on, hasn't it? That, it really like, has. You it's know. a really interesting point. And I think uh, when you show up to anything in your mid-30s, <laughs> and we're not talking as if, you know, you're at retirement age. I mean, you're still, a, a, still, still young in the grand scheme. Thank you, And Mike. you're in an expensive BMW, mm. and it doesn't stand out at all. Yeah. That tells you something. Yeah. And it's not like you're going to your uh, reunion in Turak. No. You're not going, it's not like you are from a millionaire no. household where no. everybody has squillions of dollars. Yeah. You're going back to your country town with working class roots mm. and a BMW doesn't stand out. Are know, you crazy? I know. That makes no sense. It's, it's, it's well, ludicrous. It's bonkers. I, I have the solution to it. Mm. You know, Tim, even if it had been that Ferrari F12 that you took, you know, even if it had been a Lamborghini Aventador, it's still not your car, is it? Well, and that's the thing. And look, I was upfront about that with everyone. <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't like announcing that it was mine. Not that anyone really asked. So they probably just assumed. So, um, but I did tell, you know, they know what very, I do. That's very good. Of you, but what you should have done if you're really being unpretentious yeah. is you should have driven in your own car. <laughs> The 2004 Forester. Yes. With a lot of dints on it. Yes. Yeah. Look, Everyone would have right. gone, oh, Tim, you are a lesbian. <laughs> you know, they would have really loved you for that. Oh, and that would have been, you know, they would have got that. You could That's have, true. You could have put some rubbish in the back, you know. It's my car, I don't care. Yeah, a bit of McDonald's. Or, it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate in... Uh, That's true. In cool, That's you know. True. But look, it was just an interesting kind of social thing to notice. And um, yeah, it's Hamilton's... Uh, is Hamilton fancy or is just everyone, you know... 
up with all the luxury. You know, an alternative. What? Skoda sells a tenth of the car that mm. Mercedes-Benz sells. Exclusivity. If exclusivity means luxury, mm. go and buy a Skoda. Yeah, true. Or a Peugeot or a Renault. Or, or a Cherry. A, or a Cherry. <laughs> okay, don't do that. Okay, no. I'd recommend three of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. If but rareness is what you yeah. know, defines luxury and premium, yeah. go and buy a rare car. Yeah, a good one. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for indulging me, guys. Um, and on that note, it's time for us to get the hell out of here because the fabulous guys from Technogaze are coming up. They're going to talk about cars as well as everything else and uh, they've got heaps to get through, so we will move on. Mike and Dan, thank you so much, boys. Uh, thank you and apologies again for only doing a bit of the show this week. No I'll be back with a vengeance next, next week. week. you will. Enjoy that. My name's Tim Nicholson signing off for Fender Bender. Safe driving. This has been a Fender Bender podcast for Joy 94.9, Australia's first and only gay and lesbian radio station. See joy.org.au for more details. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.